Yo, 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 we are back in this thing. Welcome to another episode of the Talk My Credo podcast. This is episode 18. See, now I'm paying attention. Uh, but this is episode 18. It's your boy Dante Credo, but my brother from another, Craig Mack, is in the building. Oh, man. So, how you doing, my brother? Man, I'm living, man. You know, I'm doing my thing, doing my thought dizzle. Cool deal, yeah. It sounds about right. So, How you doing, my brother? I'm I'm doing okay. Uh, just put the little monsters down to bed not too long ago, um, which is why I was a little late because we have a thing called TV night. Gotcha. So before we go to bed, we always watch one of one of their little shows or whatever. So now we've been watching the Avatar. <laughs> That's like a three-hour movie. We've been watching. No, 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 not not the. The, the movie, but the, the last Earth been at last oh, Airbender. Airbender. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we, we've been watching that. Gotcha. Whatever. So that one and the little spinoff they did. So they, they're all about the Avatar. They run around here doing all these yeah. talk Earth. about these. Yeah. They bending fire. Like I'm yeah. a bending belt. So <laughs> I'm a belt bender. You keep playing with me. <laughs> Daddy sure is powerful. Exactly. I'm the master belt bender. Don't play with me. So, but he, but here's how they try to deceive me. Okay. Because they they want to invoke TV night when they know it's time to go to bed. Uh, so to, to stay up just a little bit longer. Daddy, yeah. can we watch TV tonight? They're like it's already nine thirty. You know it's way past your bedtime. It's like, but we always watch TV. Okay, fine. Come on in here, and then I'll right. I'll, I'll watch it at a slightly faster pace. Yeah, than, than normal. Thank you, Netflix. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. So we put them down, and 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 wifey who recently comes home had to go back to work, uh, because there was some uh managerial things that she had to do and actually sure. i believe that is her coming home right now i think that's the garage okay. but uh so here we are we are here uh and for those who are watching uh with all that being said thank you guys for for tuning in your support is always greatly greatly appreciated across all platforms your spotify listenership your uh Amb- your apple music your google plays um all down the line, those who watch on YouTube and everything, thank you guys so much for your support. Uh, Big E is not with us today, uh, but you it? know, at, at this point, you should already know he he he's due for one, and then you won't see him for a couple episodes. That just that's just how it is. Not necessarily a main cast. He he like put himself as a, a recurring character. Um, I guess, is, I guess is that you the can term? do that. You can do that when you're in charge, I guess. <laughs> I, I guess, I guess. If if you run, if you make the schedule, you tell us when and where we about to do this podcast. Then don't so. show up. So like, that's power. That's what that bosses is, do. That's what that, a boss. That's what do. bosses do. That's what bosses do. <laughs> hey, we're not. We're not going to do it this day. We're going to do it that day. Yeah. This day at this time. And this day and show. that time shows up. It's a wrap. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Then then show up the day after that. Like, hey, what's up, y'all? What's going on? Like nigga, where you been? You don't, you don't know you missed the the meeting you put together. You the meet you that? put together. <laughs> Had all the show up on time and everything. At, at this point, this is like the um the the running inside joke of the podcast. But it, it's it's all good. It's all good. Um, but 
other than that, I mean, there's been, I guess, quite a few things. Uh, not not so much uh, like, oh my God, we got to talk about it, but some very interesting interesting things uh, has happened. Uh, more particularly with uh, you know a, a guy we all look up to, of course, that is the one and only Malcolm X. And uh, recently, in the past week or so, there was uh, some new information that has come out on like the 50th anniversary of his death, which was you know again a couple of days ago. And um, and I was really interested, especially especially getting uh, uh, E's take on it because I know out of uh, the three of us, I know he's he's a really really big on Malcolm X, and I, I'm I'm kind of shaking the rust off myself with um, all of these clashes I'm having with uh, people on the internet and their uh, various ridiculous takes. But um, I wanted to show this little clip of um of what they were talking about and then and then we'll then we'll talk about it so it's a few explosive new information involving the assassination of civil rights activist malcolm x 50 years ago today it comes from the family of a former nypd officer in a letter released after his death and abc zachary Keish is at the audubon ballroom in new york city where malcolm x was shot zachary good morning to you you know, Malcolm Little, Detroit Red, El Haj, Malik El Shabazz, Dan, you can call him whatever you like. Malcolm X was a fearless black man. It made him a prophet for some and a problem, a threat for others. We want justice by any means necessary. We want equality by any means necessary. He spoke truth to power and sought to liberate black Americans, free them from the rot of racism. Who taught you to hate yourself? From the top of your head to the soles of your feet. 56 years after Malcolm X was assassinated here in Harlem, new details have emerged. According to this deathbed note penned by a former undercover NYPD officer sent to infiltrate and undermine the man and the movement, the letter says both the FBI and the NYPD were involved. Under the direction of my handlers, I was told to encourage leaders and members of the civil rights groups to commit felonious acts. Ray Woods is his name. Lawyers say after carrying the burden of his decisions for decades, the details were placed in the hands of a cousin, Reggie, to be released after his death. He was a good man that was tricked and forced to betray his own people. And he felt guilt and remorse for that for, for 56 years. There have been questions about what happened at the Audubon Ballroom from the beginning. Many have been explored through books and film, most recently in a Netflix documentary. Because the official count of who killed Malcolm X, it's not true. Far too many African-Americans who have stood up to voice equality and justice in this country have found themselves being persecuted, prosecuted, or in, in the case of Malcolm X, assassinated. The NYPD says it has provided all available records relevant to that case to the district attorney. The department remains committed to assist with that review in any way. Civil rights attorney Benjamin Crum says this is about restorative justice, setting the record straight. This is the only way we can bridge this divide 
We have to have transparency plus accountability. And that's the only way we'll ever get to trust. The DA's office says they're reviewing the case. We've also reached out to the FBI and have not heard back. Now, today, civil rights leaders are drawing a connection between the past and the present. Today, we honor the life and legacy of Malcolm X, a uniquely American story. Whip. Well, let's just go ahead and be honest. It's not that unique at all. Um, because <laughs> it's it's... It's very, very similar to a story that we just talked about in the last pot of uh, Fred Hampton. Like, that's almost verbatim, right? Like, line for line, what happened with the Black Panthers happened with Malcolm X. And as we continue to um, speculate, and I put that in heavy quotations, same happened to Martin Luther King. So, I, I just thought that was a very interesting quote unquote development that the uh, the guy Ray Wood would now release this information as he's dying um, because he just couldn't live with the guilt any longer, but he still wanted to live with it just long enough uh, to where he can kind of get away from it or not have to deal with anything while he's still alive. So I thought that was very interesting there, but um. But yeah, so in breaking news developments, what are your thoughts on the the NYPD and the FBI was involved in Malcolm <laughs> X's death? So, so when, when we talk about you know we talk about systemic racism, right? Mm-hmm. What we're what we're what we're talking about, what we're challenging, what we're trying to focus on is how people in key positions can coordinate. And work together to oppress or to hurt, hinder a group of people, right? right. Mm-hmm. Like w- when we say the NYPD, we don't mean the entire NYPD. Right. But when it's the assistant commissioner, when it's the captain of the police force, when it's the mm-hmm. you know the the leader of the uh, of the whatever group, the people in the key positions yep this is where their influence in their the racism their 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 solace or whatever you want to call it this is where it impacts us as a people right so am i surprised <laughs> no am i no. shocked no but what i am pleased about is No. I don't I don't think anything's gonna come of it. I don't think yeah. I don't think they're gonna have any names. I don't think anybody's gonna go to jail. Nobody's gonna get tried. No. I mean I mean that's why you got the release from the NYPD. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna we wanna work with you. We wanna make sure we we do everything we can because we already know ain't nothing gonna happen. So but that's nothing's my opinion. That's just mm-hmm. my opinion, you know. Well I I, I will have to echo that opinion i don't think anything's going to happen it's just at this point a a fun fact like a a little pop-up fact yeah like like you remember back in the day when uh we actually used to watch music videos on tv when yeah music television was actually music television and 
And they used to have that little thing called pop-up video. They used to have the little little pop-up facts all throughout the yeah. video. I think this is all this would be. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. By the way, the NYPD and the FBI uh had uh a influence in killing Malcolm X. All right, moving on to the next episode. Like yeah. it's kind of like when you take a test and you get an 80, but then you do the bonus section and you get like two extra points. Yeah. And you get an 82. Yeah. It's like, oh, I got yep. an 82. It's like, oh, I did good. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean it was even though I, I I feel the way I feel, then at the same time, the more I think about it, it it does kind of irk me a bit, because again, this this is a recurring theme, uh, to where, uh, as I was told, someone told me this years ago, and it's it's held true so far in my life. It's like whenever there's been a impactful black movement, there's always been a societal or white backlash and whenever there was a movement for black people for black people then there's always been a method to sabotage it to destroy it to kill it and and no pun intended by any means necessary and you know it, it's but then we have the type of environment that we have dealing with the type of people that we have that have opposing ideologies that's literally based out of ignorance and prejudice. And then you're trying to talk to them about the truth of history that they don't even know. Um, it, it's like it's literally like the Matrix type of thing. And, you know, just a lot of our leaders, because, you know, one of the main criticisms they have is you know our lack of real leadership our lack of organization and and the influence of you know those who mean well or will spearhead the the progress of the black community was like well we had a lot of them but you literally killed most of them like you literally conspired to kill them and succeeded and then as as you mentioned before you cut off the head the body will fall and but now we have a bunch of people who are in these quote unquote leadership roles, but they aren't really leaders. They are, you know, you got your your race hustlers, you got your race baiters, and those who play off of inciting uh a you know, crying out this person's racist, that person's racist, like your Al Sharptons, uh, and your Jesse Jacksons, like you have those who call themselves leaders, but Hmm. In all of this time that you've known of Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson, have you known, you know, what type of accomplishment have you learned or know that they've done for black people? Is there anything? Well, let, let, let me answer that by let me let me let me start with the, the precedence of what I'm trying to say first. Mm -hmm. So if you notice, anytime we have black leaders in there, and this is my personal opinion, if mm -hmm. they're entertainers, if they're religious leaders, with the exception of, of Martin and Malcolm, uh, if they're if they're in any kind of position where they can, it's just it's it's popularity, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody affects that leadership. That's okay, right? It can be positive. It can be negative. But it's just more or less popularity. 
Martin right. and Malcolm were different breeds because they weren't about the popularity. They were about action. Right. Action is what I think scared society more than anything else. It's one oh, thing yeah. to shoot a gun, right? Mm -hmm. gun, when you shoot a gun, you know what the response is. You know how, how to handle that. That's mm -hmm. a that's an understood action. Violence is something white society, American society understands. Very action well. that's purposeful and controlled, they see that as a different action. They see that as power. Mm -hmm. Right? So see, power is different than violence. Violence yeah. is only powerful if you're the most violent one, right? Yeah. But it reacts and it gives more violence back to you. You, that, that's why you can't be a violent dictator because you would have to be 10 times more violent to keep the people down. Yeah. Power is when you can get people to act on your behalf, on the societal behalf, without violence. That's, that's power. Right. Mm -hmm. Because they're not trying to create a change in the moment. They're trying to change society as a whole. And I right. think that's what scared them because oh, yeah. there's, there's not a simple solution. The simple solution is not just violence. You got to kill the idea because now there's idea planning. Right. You know, there's this, the ideology that, and I think that's what, yeah. So I think I, I, I say that. So when we get to Jesse Jackson, they have that political power where they have to ask permission to do something. They have to ask Congress they have to ask somebody, a governor, a mayor, a president to do anything. They don't really have power to do anything. They only have the power to ask to do something. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. And that's sad. So, so basically. Like Mal and, and that's my that's my thing. Like, like Malcolm and Martin, they were done asking. They weren't mm -hmm. asking no more. Yeah. But that They're just. Doing So they're they're doing things in a way that they have to ask permission, and and that's just I don't know. It's sad. I, I find it I find it extremely sad, um, and it just rings to be true in a lot of instances to where okay, they've sold the the influence sold themselves out to the Democratic Party. Let's just call it for what it is. And they really have no influence whatsoever but to sit here and just declare that anything that happens to a black person is racist. And that's all that they're good for. Right, and that's, that's, just, that's just sad. So um, for those that's watching, uh, see Craig has dropped out. So uh, he'll pop back in here. Uh, eventually so we'll go ahead and keep the show going um but for those who are giving me your opinions thank you so much for your input thank you so much for the feedback and everything so uh i'll ask this question here what do you think as far as these leaders that we had that were on the cusp of causing some really big change to only have them snuffed out by the very government they were seeking change from. And now that very same government is now telling you and gaslighting you 
uh, to just pull yourself up by the bootstraps, and which is just a dog whistling way of saying, hey, assimilate into our culture, be like us, think like us, act like us, you know, and denounce the the identity that you're fighting to have denounce the the heritage that you're fighting to learn because we stripped your identity from you we stripped your religion we we stripped your culture we stripped everything about you because we we diminished your people to nothing more than just walking leave, living breathing pieces of property you know saying you're fighting to get an identity back and we're trying to fight to make sure that you do not get it back what do you think about that? So be sure to, you know, drop a comment if you're watching this on YouTube or, um, you know, drop the, um, you know, shoot an email to uh, talkmycredo at gmail.com. And, you know, we'll, we'll get this and we'll sort this out because, again, I, I appreciate all of the the input that, that I get from it. And, um. I don't know. I don't know. It, it it just seems like a stark parallel to Fred Hampton and the story there. Like literally, like we just watched and talked about Judas and the Black Messiah. And then, you know, within a few days of that, that a, a, the very same story, Willie O'Neill and Ray Wood are essentially the same person because they did the exact same thing. One for the Black Panthers, the other for Malcolm X. The exact same thing. And sure enough, you know, COINTELPRO, right there in the midst. Um, so uh, so Craig just te texted me, and apparently his phone, his phone is dead, which I knew it would be because for some reason these people don't know how to charge their phone or even use a computer because, you know, we're using StreamYard. Shout out to StreamYard. Um but they just want to use their phones. <laughs> uh, and I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand. Like, am I the only one in, in, that's like just a, um, like just weird when it comes to making sure my phone is charged? Like, something I feel like my phone needs to be charged because you just never know. You never know, especially in the in the areas that I work. Because of course I work at the post office, so I. I got to have my phone charged because you know, in, in that particular area is, is just a dead zone. So my battery drains rapidly. And the fact that I have a, a pretty new phone that, that forces me to go 5g, but they're like barely any 5g towers where I am. So it just drains my phone even more. Right, okay. But we'll, we'll, we'll get off of that. Um, but another topic, uh, another thing that I, I thought CPAC, has recently uh, come and gone. Um, that is the like conservative convention there. Uh, and I'll speak a little bit more to it because there were some really good segments that I want to talk about um, and and just and just kind of get some some feedback and get my little feedback on. Um, there's there is some ups and some horrible downs there. And and I'll I'll just kind of I'll just kind of you know go back and get my little thoughts on the ups and downs on on um 
on CPAC. But there was one particular thing that happened. You know, of course, Donald Trump was there and he spoke and uh, gave a lot of innuendos of whether he was going to run again. You know, he did what he does in classic Trump fashion. He talked a whole bunch of shit about Joe Biden and, you know, say they had the worst opening month in history, blah, 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 which I kind of tend to agree with. I really can't say the worst in hit in modern history because I, I really have, I, I don't have a lot of samples, you know, to go off of to say, oh yeah, you're by far the worst, but it, he, it definitely seems like, a lot of the things that you say you're running for, you ran for, and you ran on as far as your platform, you haven't done anything, more or less you've done the opposite. Black people won this election for you. You haven't done a damn thing for them, but you've done a lot for the, the trans community and allow them born men, now female, to uh, participate in female sports. I don't agree with that. Um, I find that absolutely ridiculous honestly um but i see the agenda that they're pushing and well we all see it you know um and it's just literally like the instance of the transgender girl born a man in mma literally broke a a, a girl's skull that he was um excuse me that she was fighting like i i don't agree I don't agree to allow men to participate in women's sports. It, it you know, I, I think the 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 fix is create a a third or whatever uh, category, so to speak, men's sports, women's sports, trans sports. I mean, yeah, have a, a trans division. Yes, I, I think do that. If that's what you want to do, do it. Well, but then you're right. You should have all the rights that you need to exist as a human being. I'm not saying you don't deserve rights. Get your rights. But um, there's still a difference. <laughs> there's still a difference. Still a difference. Regardless of the transformations that may be had, there's still a difference. And I just don't think that, you know, a born man, now woman uh, should compete against natural women. I, I don't think that's right at all. Don't think it's right. Um, but there was this one particular instance here where they brought in a, a statue of Donald Trump. And they're rolling this golden statue of Donald Trump through the uh, convention here. I believe this was in Orlando, Florida. Uh, they're just, you know, rolling it through. And, you know, uh, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm muting the sound now, but uh, you just hear four more years. Um, people are just absolutely excited <laughs> about it. And so later on, you see people taking pictures, posing by it. And of course, for the religious and spiritual types, they know exactly what they were liking this to. They were liking this to the golden calf, right? Um, you know, they were worshiping the golden calf when, you know, a lot of people just kind of see, see the supporters of Trump as a cult. And, you know, I call them a cult for the, just the, the zealot like faith they had in him 
uh, and the belief of, you know, what he was going to do for the country. And, but one thing I can say for sure now, um, a lot of people, especially the black community, um, they are very interested in, in, in kind of speculating. Hmm, I wonder what that platinum plan would have done. I wonder how quickly he would have implemented that platinum plan because Joe Biden ain't doing a thing. Um, you know, he's not dropping those stimulus checks. He's uh, dropping bombs over Syria, though. He's bombing Syria in retaliation of. But he's not helping people who may need or and or do need those stimulus checks. That's crazy. That's crazy. But all in all, people are saying this is like worshiping the golden calf and, you know, all of these different um, all of these different criticisms that they have, you know, calling the Republican Party now corrupted and, and fallen and this, that and the third. But I'll, I'll, I'll get into again, I'll get into my, my CPAC ups and downs and things like that um, a little later uh, in, in a separate video. But um, I. Donald Trump spoke. I watched a little bit of it. And like I said, it was it was just Trump, Trump being Trump, you know, and, you know, we'll just I'll I'll give my in-depth thought in, in another pod because I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to um, drop out another one uh, this week and and just, um, you know, try try to be a bit more consistent. And there's one thing I do apologize for. Um, not really being as consistent as I should. Um, I want to get to, you know, I'm, I, let me gather my thoughts here. Good gracious. Um, I want to do a, a weekly, a weekly pot, which we've been doing for the most part. Um, there were a couple things, a couple instances where, you know, we kind of, you know, fell into, you know, a two week thing. Um, but for the most part, it's every week. Uh, but I'm still in the stumbling forward phase. I still don't have things solidified down like I really want them to and um, things that are outside of my control, things that I'm looking to build, uh, you know, specific, you know, camaraderie and things of that nature. And also just still looking for different pieces that I need to kind of fit into this thing, even down to the format of how things are being done. So again, uh, Questions, comments, concerns, if you like the different formats, the different clips that's being played for those that watch it for the or for those that listen. That can listen to the different clips that's being played, just let me know what you think about the format and let me know, because um, I am very much open to any and all ideas of making sure that the product is as entertaining, informative, inspiring, you know, and all that type of good stuff. So. You know, let a brother know, let a brother know, but moving right along, uh, we're not going to be long, uh, at all with this one. So this will most likely be, um, pretty short, pretty short, but this last one that I found was funny. This last clip here. Um, well, it's not the last clip, but check this one out. This person was involved in an accident. Now tell me why, when we inventory in the car, because it's going to the pound, tell me why he got this on. 
What that say? What that sign say? Homeless, in need of help to get off the streets. Please, anything helps. That's what the sign say. Look at this, y'all. Why this man riding in a Mercedes Benz S550? Mercedes Benz S550. Tow it up. But remember, he homeless. So y'all keep that in mind next time y'all uh, handing money out to these folks on the street. They riding cleaner than we are. I've been working hard my whole life and I ain't got no Mercedes Benz S550. That that is a question that I'm going to ask you guys right now. How far does your charity goes and how exactly do you reach out and help uh, to give back if you do? Um, and what are the different ways in which you give back? Um, honestly, I don't give money out to people on the street. Those who holding signs, I, I don't do it. I don't do it anymore because I've seen way too many instances of people who would be out on the street um, and they don't need the money. Uh, I, I, re I remember a few times I used, I used to give this particular gentleman some money, uh, see him out on the street or whatever, and I would give him money thinking, you know, I'm doing good, trying to give back to my fellow man. And then one day, uh, I'm not quite on the other side of town, but I'm a ways away from where he would stand, and I saw him walking. And I was curious. So <clears throat> I, I maybe been a little creepy, but I just kind of stopped and just kind of watched and see where was he walking to? And he walked up to this house. You know, it wasn't the best looking house, but it was a decent house, a decent house. Someone you wouldn't think a homeless person, because uh, that's what his son would say, that, you know, he was homeless, anything could help. And this, that, and the third, you know, pull out some keys unlock the door and walk on into the house. And I said, you know what? Never again. And then he changed up his sign uh, to something else. You know, the, the more I would see him, but I, I there was another particular uh, lady that used to stand on another popular intersection in my city and, you know, stand out there, you know, just looking as beat up and as helpless as you can possibly look. And then one random night, I'm out getting something to eat for the family, and I literally see her walking out of a house, a decent-looking house. And I watched her leave the house, then run back in the house to get her sign and walk right to that intersection. And I just and this was all within the last few years uh, of me living in, in the city of Durham. Um uh, and I, I just, I just don't, I don't, and I see them more often than not now, uh, but I, I don't because situations like this, for those who are listening, uh, this was a police officer who uh, responded to a, a, uh, a car accident, a guy totaled his car. Um, and while they were, you know, going through inventory, sorting through the guy's stuff, uh, they found a homeless sign homeless, please help. Anything would do. Thank you. That type of thing. Uh, and as he mentioned, the car that he was going through and found this sign was a Mercedes S550. So 
it, it, it's it's absolutely crazy. So then it, you kind of just lose faith. Like who actually needs help? So of course, you know, there are other ways that you can, which, you know, are the other ways that I do it. Um, you know, donates to various charities, but at the same time, it's like, well, are, you know, how is that money being used? Uh, so make sure you do your research and find ways that you can actually help people who actually need the help. Um, but I, I don't recommend at all. I just seen too many instances of people being fake and phony and frauds uh, and just stealing. I, I, that's just, that's theft. I, I just, you know, it, it, it infuriates me, honestly. Um, but, you know, if you do, let me know what, what's your process. Do you, do you worry about if they're actually, if they actually need it or not? Um, Cause I've heard different takes of, well, you know, uh, God knows my heart and I know I'm doing something with good intentions. So whether they have good intentions on receiving it or not, that doesn't affect, you know, my good energy or, you know, my karma and things of that nature. So I've, I've heard that and others is like, well, I'm not going to give you anything if I know or have suspicion that you're not going to use it. Or if you don't even need it, if you're not going to use it the way that you intending uh, by asking for it, like you're asking me in a in a way to where once received, you're not going to use it. Understand, like I'm homeless. Help me sustain and survive because I'm homeless. But you take that money that you get asking, give saying that you're homeless and using it to buy that new car or whatever the case may be. It's just extra money, extra income for you. I. That's that's crazy. That's crazy. So let me know again. Shoot that email to talk my credo at gmail.com. And um and let me know. Let me know how you think. Uh pretty soon I'm gonna open this up live. And we're gonna start actually live streaming some of these podcast episodes. And and then we're going to uh get you guys involved and you know, hopefully we'll we'll do that. But I'm trying to hold off on that, at least for now. Uh, until I can get get things nailed down. Uh, things aren't etched in stone just yet, but I do want to get some things etched in stone uh, to where we really start um, can start to build. So you know, once I get that foundation set, set then I'm really going to uh, open this up and and get other people involved and get you guys involved, those who's been rocking with us as we as we've been stumbling forward through these growing pains. So definitely appreciate you guys uh, for that. And so this last this last little clip here, then we're going to get up out of here. Um, this was actually in Craigstown, uh, Craig State of Oklahoma, where this recently happened. Um, I really wanted his and Eric's take on it, uh, but they're not here. So let me get your take on it. All right, let's check this out. Now I'm proud of my blackness and she will never take it away from me. 13-year-old Latrell Taft beyond excited to wear his new birthday present to school on Tuesday, a t-shirt reading Black King. Like, I'm a king because I think I'm a king. But Latrell says during science class at Heartland Middle School, his teacher abruptly changing the subject from the periodic table to asking what his shirt said. She said that if she had a shirt that said white queen, it would have been racist. Then after that's when she said, like, we need a white history month. And I said, we don't, black people don't have enough recognition. And Okay, so I'm gonna try not to get get heated because it's, it's it's a little it's a chill day. 
but let's understand the absolute ignorance that this teacher has. Okay. Because let's just, well, you know what? Before I give my final thoughts, let's just go ahead and like, because it's not much more of this video left. So we're going to play we the rest. We barely learn about black people like in February at my school. So. Latrell telling news for the majority of his class, siding with the teacher. And I was like embarrassed. Remember, he does have, you know, peers who look like himself, but very few. Latrell's mom, Melissa Shirley, immediately calling the school. Initially, to be honest, I was brushed off. 24 hours later, an investigation underway. EPS releasing a statement to News 4 saying, if it's determined that the student was the target of discrimination, bullying, or racism, appropriate and swift action will be taken. I don't think it should be educators like this. I'm sorry, so I definitely think she should be reprimanded. Meanwhile, Latrell making sure to hold his head high and ready to wear his favorite shirt. So here's the context again. So this kid wears a shirt to school, says Black King has a, you know, a, a figure of Africa, you know, within the design of Black King. He wears it to, to school. His science teacher is triggered by this shirt and basically goes off on him. Why do you have this shirt? Your shirt is racist. You're racist. See, if I had a shirt that said white queen, you would say that was racist. And you know what? We need to have a white history month. Just, just going off, going off with her prejudices and her, her ignorance, her racism. Yes. Racism. And of course, most of the class sides with the teacher. The only black kid in cl class, I'm willing to bet, but you're in Oklahoma. Yeah. Makes sense to me. So let's go ahead and break this down and, and, and break down this teacher's bullshit. First of all, you're there to teach science. Whoever the history teacher is, you should leave that stuff to them because clearly your, your history is absolutely off. But there's a deeper meaning. There's a, there's a deeper issue there uh, that honestly goes with the NYPD, the FBI, and the U.S. government. Whenever there is, whenever there is a, a pro-black movement, there is a white backlash because they feel that any pro-black movement will go and operate and move at the expense of white society. That's where her issue lied. Because the the she saw a black king on on the the student shirt, but what she really saw was white peasant. What she really saw was a black kid positioning himself above white people, which of course is not even the case at all. That, that couldn't be further from the truth. That's pride, that's being proudful of your heritage, that's being proud of the identity you've been able to discover for yourself, not through these educators, but for yourself. You've been able to discover your heritage and to understand that the people pre-slavery, pre you were kings. You were kings. Be prideful in knowing that you come from kings. That teacher saw that. 
and automatically felt that it was an attack on her. So when she says that when she wear, if she wore a shirt that said white queen, it would be racist. It is because you think that you wearing a shirt that says white queen will automatically pit yourself to be a white queen at the expense of black people because your prejudice and your racism sees a shirt that says black king coming at the expense of white people. And that could be, that couldn't be further from the truth. That's the problem we have with this society because we look at any movement that is not pro-white. Well, let me go ahead and, and put it in a term that's more fitting for people these days. That's not pro-American. And you see it as an attack. Any culture that's being uplifted, praised, showing itself to be proud of, that is not pro-American, that is seen as an attack. She felt attacked by a mere shirt from a boy who's proud of the heritage he's been able to learn of himself. But because it wasn't them. So again, she, she perpetuates and she keeps on in this racist ignorance by saying there should be a white history month. She says there should be a white history month. You know, if I had a dime for every time I had a white person tell me, well, how come there's a black entertainment television? How come there's not a white entertainment television? You have more privilege than I do. Look at the basketball players. Look at the athletes. How can this woman describe herself as an educator sit there and tell someone there should be a white history month if she is not racist you're an educator you are an educator but you have the audacity to tell someone there should be a white history month as if this culture this entire culture and society is not built around the conquest and victories of white people. Who do you think we learn about in those history classes? Who do you think you watch on these television channels? I ask these people who say, well, how come there isn't a white? Entertainment television. I said, well, how about you look up the reason why black entertainment television was created? Hist simple history. Simple history. Well, why don't you look up why? Why was black entertainment television created, which isn't even owned by black people? It's owned by white people. But look it up. Why? Why do you think there should be a white history month? Do you think white history isn't being taught throughout the, the, the school year? What's the curriculum throughout the schools? Who are we mostly learning about? We still are taught that Christopher Columbus discovered America. We know that's false. 
we aren't taught about the genocide of Native Americans by Europeans and uh, we're not taught about that. We're taught about how great Abraham Lincoln was because he freed the slaves. We're taught about that. George Washington, Andrew Jackson, Ronald Reagan, John F. Kennedy. All of these great white figures who are great in their own right. I'm not I'm not saying they aren't great, great men, great men who has paved the way for this society. But there were great men who paved the way for white society in a white supremacist structure. We talk about it all the time. Abraham Lincoln, when he freed the slaves, didn't free the slaves because there was compassion. He literally said, well, just because I don't think a black person should be slaves doesn't mean I want to marry one. And the crowd erupts in laughter. Check out that speech. I believe it was there was the same speech of him and uh against uh Stephen Douglas, where he was like, No, black people aren't equal to white people. There there needs to be a master race and a inferior race. And I would like for that master race to be white people. That's what Abraham Lincoln said. Still a great man. This is what I don't understand when it comes to these stupid people here because you can't talk about this type of stuff here without, oh, you're racist. Reverse racism. So what do you say? So of course, after the story picks up, now the school want to say, well, if it's determined, you know, they're not, again, they're not going to do anything. They're not going to come across any decision. Nothing's going to happen to that teacher. Who ignorantly thought that she could school someone on history that she herself knows nothing about. The fact that she would say, well, if I wore a shirt that said white queen, it would be racist. You're right. It would. It would be racist. Because you think that pride or support in one race means the detriment of another. And that's the fear, that is fear that comes from a lot of you white people. Because you think anything pro-black synonymously means anti-white, and that's not the case. That's not the case. But you make it the case. I wore a shirt that says black, black king and you are offended. It says black king, not black king over white people. It doesn't say black king, white peasants. It doesn't say black king, white people bow down. It doesn't say black king is superior, is the superior race. It doesn't say black. It just says black king. See, if you wore a shirt that says white queen, I would not be offended whatsoever. But there's a difference. There's a stark difference. In my pro-blackness and your pro-whiteness, there's a difference. Because me being proud of who I am, the identity that I had to fight and claw through various articles and books and other different various resources to find out who I am and where I come from outside of, oh, well, my history traces back to a slave, my name, my last name that I carry on was given to me by, by the slave owners that owned my ancestors. 
I had to push past that. I got to dig deeper. I got to go farther than that. I mean, how? but you, you, you don't have to go through that type of stuff to find out where you come from. Oh, I'm 30% Irish. I'm 40% this, that, 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 uh, you don't have to go through that. I, I got to dig deeper because I, I don't want to even like how depressing is that? That the only thing I know is, well, I know where my last name comes from. That was the name of my slave master. Speaking you know, figuratively, but it is. <laughs> I have my slave master's last name. That's my legacy. It, I, I got to push past. I got to dig deeper. Find exactly where I come from. The great things that people who were responsible for the lineage of me being here did that I can be proud of. So yeah, Black King, I'm proud. That little boy, Black King, I'm proud. But you can't see that because you think that his pride is synonymous with resentment for you. Because that's how it is for you. Your pride comes at our resentment. Well, let me phrase that a little better. Your pride is also synonymous with your resentment for us. That's why you make the most retarded, retarded analogies that you can give. And stupid white kid, yeah, you're right. Of course they would side with the teacher. If I had to say white queen, I, that would be right. Yep, you're damn right it would. It sure would. And there should be a white history month. Really? Really? I would say, and I know this was a child, but I, I, I would have said, whoever the history teacher's name is, Mr. Davis. Right? Say, last time I checked, my history teacher was Mr. Davis down the hall. I'll, I'll rely on her or him to to teach me the history. You go back to teaching the periodic table. History clearly isn't your thing. History, sociology, society—that clearly isn't your thing. Clearly, science must be your thing. So stick to science. I'll go to Mr. Davis for for the history lesson. All right. Am I tripping? Am I off? I don't think so. I don't think I'm off. But all in all, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Y'all, on behalf of Craig Mack, I know his his phone died, so he, he had to drop out. But um, on behalf of Craig Mack and myself, thank you so much for listening. Uh, please, please, please uh, interact with us. Um, help us to build. Um, and just with, with any way you feel you can help, you know, criticism, advice, opinions, talk my credo, talk my credo, T-A-L-K-M-Y-C-R-E-D-O, talk my credo at gmail.com with thoughts, comments, concerns, criticisms, you know? If you like it, please share this content. Share it to your friends. Share it to your social media groups. You know, 
Every little bit helps. And we will continue to try to do the absolute best we can to bring you entertaining, educational, and inspiring content. So, on behalf of my brothers, on behalf of myself, thank you so much for checking out uh, today's episode. This is Dante Credo with the Talk My Credo podcast. And until next time, thank you guys. Take care. Be safe wherever you are. And again, until next time, peace.